Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are facing extreme censorship alongside many other truth seekers out there. If you want to support this show, please go over to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list, become a member for exclusive and censorship-free content by donation or for free, and most importantly, consider doing three kind acts today wherever you are in the world. Today's guest holds a degree of Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine and a Bachelor of Science in Agricultural Biotechnology. She has an interest in botanical medicine, self-educating on the topic many years before attaining her formal medical training. She also sought answers via the energetic healing arts and became a registered Reiki practitioner and teacher, among other modalities. She is the author of Healing with DMSO, a science-backed guide that will help you understand how DMSO works, why it works, and the many ways you can harness its power to heal your aches, pains, and other ailments, all in an easy-to-read and friendly way. She owns and operates Yum Naturals Emporium in Ontario. Welcome to the show, Dr. Amanda Vollmer. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm so ex- yeah, I'm so excited to do this show. Um, you, you, it's amazing to see the uh, the badasses come out of the woodwork so quickly. You know, I was talking to Mike Winner, and he said you gotta you gotta interview your fellow Canadian Amanda. And uh, I I looked at your work and like I I'm just really impressed because you're speaking out. You really know what you're talking about, but you're also able to go outside your field and do quality research and say, look, this is what I found. This, this makes a lot of sense, but this also is a piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? We, we need to be looking at all the elements here. And I think you're doing that and um, actually speaking out, which is important. I think a lot of people are very nervous to share what they're finding because of how violent and aggressive it's getting out there. So I'm just grateful for you and your work and what you're doing and for um, the audience um, just to become familiar with you, why don't you share a little bit about your background and your expertise and what you're doing in the world? Sure. Thank you. Um, well, I actually don't use the title doctor because even though I have the doctorate, I've got the training, um, I have a unique path. And one of the paths that led me to where I, I am now is about natural law, commercial law, um, the law of the land, and really understanding that what true freedom is. And one of the problems is with licensing bodies because the way that they have um, owned the, the, all the doctors, all of the individuals who have a skill set, um, the, in, the, the industries basically have taken and coerced um, the, those who hold a lot of knowledge, who have done training, so that they follow the political agenda. And I have no in any of these agendas and uh, I'm not going to continue alongside of them. And, and that includes licensing um, by the, the boards. So basically you go and you get training at a school and then that's a college. And then they have a second college that does all the licensing. And if you step out of line, like if my colleagues say, you know, the shots are poison, you shouldn't do them they'll get pulled before the board or pulled before the college and they'll get in trouble for that, right? And they can get, the disciplinary actions are annoying, but also it can cost them time and money. And it can also uh, cause all kinds of loss of their own license and then they're ejected from the system. So 
this is part of the problem. <laughs> and actually one of my desires is to create an alternative licensing system that is inclusive and isn't based on um, basically telling people what they can and cannot say. So it's based on principles of freedom and consensus, um, just like how we want to build proper communities. So I don't, as much as I've done the training and the work, I'm not, I don't need titles. I think a lot of the problem is people have taken, um, just because you went to school for four years, it doesn't mean you know anything. It's usually a sign of deep brainwashing and indoctrination. And one of my passions is about teaching. And I do want to get to a place where I can bring in other um, people who want to learn how to heal others and in a proper way for true nature doctors, because we don't have any nature doctors anymore. They're gone. Um, you know, Dr. Lust was one of the founders of the naturopathic principles and that's gone. We don't have natu true nature doctors anymore. The naturopaths are gone, pulled into the medical cult and they're ruined. I get people coming into my office saying they were going to naturopaths and they didn't help them. And so uh, what I whistle blew in school over 10 years ago has come to pass. You know, I said, this is dangerous what you're doing, even working with a corrupt institution uh, like Health Canada, which is, you know, the government uh, bully system. I said, this is not going to work out. If you, if you, if you don't go out on your own and you don't stand up for what you believe in, you're going to lose what you believe. And I think this is where we're at right now. We have to stand up for what we know to be true and pre preserve that at all costs. And you have to speak out and you have to be brave. And the test is before us. It's as if we're having judgment day uh, currently. And, and, it, and it's showing you like, are you going to do it? Are you going to stand up? And, and doesn't matter. You could lose. You could lose. There's risk. There's always risk. But are you brave enough? Do you have a strong enough heart? Do you have enough faith to do it? And so that's just me. My whole life, I've just always been bold and brazen like, like that and made enemies along the way because they don't like that. They like conformity and I don't. So. Wow. Well, you know, it's amazing that um, you started off with natural law and common law because I've, I've just started to dive into that. I heard about it a long time ago, but I'm finally starting to wrap my head around and it's paramount knowledge for any adult to have. And the problem before is I, I didn't have anywhere that I could really learn it and understand it, or maybe I just didn't pursue it hard enough. Uh, one of those two things, but um, they're starting to pop up now because you recognize how corrupt it is when you understand how that system actually works. And so you're seeing it in um, also the medical industry, which, you know, if you go back, you look at the Flexner report of Rockefeller hijacking modern medicine and then influencing the, uh, the schools and the universities. So when people say, well, why would all these doctors do that? Doctors aren't evil. No, they're not evil. They're taught a system that is older than they know that had an agenda with the pharmaceutical companies. And exactly to your point, I had Dr. Pierre Theriot on, who's a friend of mine. He's a medical doctor in Quebec. Uh, he was licensed for 38 or 40 years or something like that. And he gave up his medical license because he couldn't go along with the tyranny. It's almost like that point where, you know, the, the, the trials, like it, the, was it the Nuremberg trials where they were, were putting all the war crimes and, and everyone just said, I was just following orders. You know, so many people are order followers and they don't understand it actually is a sick care system. And you're talking about kind of like making a deal with the devil when you were at school going naturopathy, you know, as they were starting to seep in there. And that's the nature of what they do. They corrupt for profit and the people in there, they, they're good, but they don't know the intention behind, behind the scenes. They don't know what's going on there. So um, 
why don't you talk a little bit about your background and what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. um, I'd love for you to just kind of lay it all out in simple terms. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'd love to hear your view on, you know, viruses, um, what, why the COVID death count is what it is in, you know, with the PCR test, just, just in, in, if you could summarize all this crap going on in simple terms, kind of picking out some of the obvious stuff and uh, why viruses don't make people sick. Because when you go back even further, it's germ theory versus terrain theory. And at the time, um, you know, when, when Rockefeller wanted uh, allopathy to work, everyone kept choosing naturopathy because they had these scalpels and these crappy medicines. So they're like, you know what, I'm going to go with this thing that makes sense. The plants, the herbs, things, people, you know, that come from the ground, that looks a lot less scary than this scalpel. So that was why they had to call it quackery. And they used that whole smear campaign um, to make people not want to go to the thing that was actually the best option for them. Yeah, actually, the word quack came from uh, using quicksilver, which is known as mercury. And uh, it's ironic that they use that word a lot for holistic practitioners, because the MDs were the first quacks, because they were the ones who were actually administering mercury as medicine to people, which they were killing their patients. Uh, The beginnings of the MD infrastructure was using humors and using bloodletting and all kinds of metals, arsenic, lead, plumbum, whatever they could get their hands on, they, they believed that the body was needing uh, to be purged uh, all the time, <laughs> a little too much, I would say. And so they were using a lot of metals. Um, so they were actually the first quacks. <laughs> They're the true quacks. Um, the history is long. And I, I think what's important for people to do is to suspend some of their deep-seated beliefs around all of history and what they think they know. It's a really tough thing when you're growing up and you're told what to think and what to believe, especially as a child, and it's embedded in your um, day-to-day life. So one of the things I've been studying lately is actually human psychology, because I realize what's happened here is um, a long con that has manipulated generations into strong belief systems and into essentially being unable to think. Uh, And so when you use uh, emotions to drive populations, then when you're trying to correct the the mistakes that have been made over generations, you're not really going to get through with a lot of logic. And people like us, we're doing research, we're uh, reading papers, we're digging, we're finding logic. I mean, to me, the way that the world works and the way that I understand things is extremely logical and scientific. However, when I present the logic in the science, um, it's met with emotion. It's met with uh, violence. It's met with anger or rage, which is emotion. It's not, it's not a discussion. It's not a debate of the mind because I think the, what's happened is the mind has been degraded. So now we have to think, how are we going to help people out of their own mess so that they can think once again and be logical once again? And, you know, I've tried it with humor. I've tried being sarcastic. I've been experimenting with all kinds of modes of communication. I mean, if you look back at some of my videos, you can go to yummy.doctor for for that because I had to make my own server because of all the censorship. Um, You know, we have this, this, I have an experiment where I'm sort of like running what is what, what gets through to people? What's going to help their mind clear up and think again? Because that's really what's the, the, the intensity of now is that people are under deep, deep 
mind control and they're in cognitive dissonance. And, and so to get around the cognitive dissonance, it's quite an art. It takes a lot of work. You can't just say to your, to your sleeping spouse, well, the PCR tests, uh, when they run them at higher cycles, um, are going to have about 90% false positives. So if you want to fake a test um, and look for um, all kinds of random stuff inside, you can just keep running the cycle and it's like a photocopier. He'll just make more and more copies until you find the thing you're looking for. So you can basically manipulate the data pretty simply by revving up the cycles. Uh, and in Canada, I know they've been running them between 35 and 45 cycles, which is just not appropriate. It's it, They're all bad testing. So you're running a con job basically with uh, an inappropriate um, testing procedure, uh, which is a technique and wasn't really meant to be a test. Even the inventor, Dr. Kerry Mullis, was very vocal about that. He saw their, his invention being used in nefarious ways, especially in HIV, the HIV AIDS scandal, um, that they were, and Fauci was involved in that scandal as well, by the way, and they were revving up the numbers to tried to scare people into taking the deadly drugs and uh, they never really had a disease but once they went in for the drugs that's what killed them and then of course they blame it on they died from HIV AIDS right so they can they can fluff up their numbers and we're seeing the same scam again and it's as if we can't learn from history because obviously they keep that history suppressed or they um, you know write negative stories about those people they just try to attack their persona rather than the information, which is all bad argument tactics, of course. Um, and we have a mess, they make confusion. So people don't know what they're thinking anymore. They don't know what to believe and then they just give up trying. So there's a lot of psychological technique that has happened through the television. They, they, we know they have nervous system rewiring, hypnosis techniques that they do. And most people are, that's, you always have, you know, you walk into the family room and it's like, a, a an ode to the TV. <laughs> it's like it's on the mantle or it's the centerpiece of the room, right? And it's like, oh, we bow to the almighty television. So people have given away their minds to programming. I mean, it is even called that. Um, so there's a lot to unpack is why, why I'm prefacing this because it's not always easy when you're faced with information that goes against your cognitive dissonance. If your ego is in the forefront so a lot of these doctors and nurses and, and, and all these people doing, you know, TikTok dances that, you know, in their non-busy hospitals, um, they think they're like doing something or they're helping in some way. They might believe that or they might think that because they're in some sort of institution that they're special, that, you know, they didn't get their mummies or daddy's love. So they're looking for it in their uh, herd, you know, in their group. Um, but they're all running on ego drives and on subconscious cues. They're not actually conscious people. So really what I see currently is you're either coming into conscious awareness, which is the awakening, where you bring your subconscious into the light and you process it and you're aware of yourself or you're asleep and you're not aware of your conscious cues and you're letting your ego make drama in your life and cause chaos. Uh, and then therefore you cannot see. And if you're using your mouth as a trash compactor, then you're definitely not going to be able to be clear to see what's right in front of you. And we know we have a pineal gland, we have sensitive tissues that can become calcified when taking in certain products like fluoride, for example. 
um, or we're, we're inflamed chronically, we can have all kinds of scar tissue formation around these glands. How are you supposed to, um, what do you think you're seeing with your eyes? I mean, what are the, what is this? I mean, if you think about Think about a fly, how they see. Think about a spider with eight eyes, how they see, right? Even thinking about cats that can only see in black and white. What's their reality like compared to how you think you're seeing your reality? So is the reality just one reality or is it really your perception on what you're seeing? I mean, we only see a certain amount of the frequencies, right? But other creatures can see greater frequencies. So what would that look like to them? And why do we assume we're smarter? And why do we assume we're somehow more, more important than everything else going on? Like there's so much to unpack. And I think we're at a crossroads right now where it's like, are, have you done enough work on yourself to awaken and to take the path of least resistance? Or are you still running in your ego cycles and you're, you can't make any kind of self-determining uh, empowerment decision of your own volition, you have to be a follower. And if you're gonna be a follower of that particular system that is presenting itself to you, then prepare for whatever they're going to offer you, which is not a pretty picture. And you know, we know, I mean, we know that their agenda 2030 and 21 or whatever you wanna call it is a very specific plan and is not hard to find online. And if you have eyes to see, you can realize when they say peace, they, they don't mean peace. And when they when they say environment, they don't mean environment. <laughs> when they, they, they use double speak and they have their own definitions of what you think they're presenting to you because evil doesn't just come out and say, hey, we're evil, wanna join us? No, they go, hey, we're love and light and we really care and we care about the environment, we care about the plight of animals and we, we really wanna, we care for you and we wanna make sure you're healthy and we wanna, you know, that's how they present. And if you can't realize that it's just a fake front, um, then you get pulled in. But if you're clear, you can see when somebody's trying to swindle you, I mean, so, so that's my preface. I know that was kind of a long preface, but I'm starting to realize some things that I can go and I can list off all the, all the facts, all the evidence, I have all the signs and I've done that before, but that's not what really is going to help people at this point, understand what's to them. You know what I mean? Generationally speaking, you have to unpack all the manipulation first that's happened. And so I want to tell or help people understand that if they can just do some cleaning up of their bodies, that's better than even doing the reading and the studying and the whatever at this juncture. So if you're not meditating, if you're not detoxing, if you're not changing your diet, if you're not getting fresh air, if you're not getting sunlight, if you're not drinking proper water, if you're not, um, you know, avoiding poisons, then, you know, that's where you need to start. That's like step one, because you're not going to have your filter corrected. Right. And then, then you can start to, okay, I'm ready for the inputs of that information now. And that will make sense to me. And it won't waste my time because time is, even though it's an illusion in a lot of ways, it's, it's short in this body. So you don't want to be wasting time reading and, and trying to figure something out when you're not clear enough, because as we get closer to essence, you can pick it up like that. You'll get knowledge immediately. I'll get knowledge flashes immediately. And it's not a thought process. It's just a knowing. 
So it's better if you actually clean up your system and then open yourself to knowing than try to study, you know, books and books and books and try to do that. That's the long way around, which probably you've done. I've done the long way around, but here we are and we don't have the time for that. <laughs> so the best step is, is that first thing. Um, I don't know if you want to interject there because then I'll, I can talk about viruses. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I loved all that. And I, I completely agree. My, my interest was all about the psychological operations because I was interested in human potential. And so that went into consciousness and hypnosis. And then I learned, it's like, oh, there's a good hypnosis. And I was like, oh, no, there's bad hypnosis, like propaganda and things like that. And, and they've been studying this stuff for years and years to master it. You know, Edward Bernays and the century itself is a, a great documentary. And so they've been studying this, but they've also studied group mentality to a level of mastery of how we operate that the, the average human, they work in their job. They don't have the time to go down all these rabbit holes. And as you're saying here, um, you know, well, for you to kind of go into all these different things like germ theory, terrain theory, start to understand the science and then feel solid right? Because I know people kind of go into it and I'll have some friends and they'll talk to me and they're like, oh, well, what about this and that? And I have the answers because I study and research all day, right? But in them trying to make a confident decision, you want to stand in knowingness. Like, are you going to vaccinate your child or not? Are you going to get this COVID vaccine that has a 99.97 survival rate and it hasn't been isolated? And, you know, and, uh, you know, there's not some good stuff in there that you can go find out that doesn't take that long. Um, you know, that's a decision um, that you want to do some research on and you'll eventually get to the point where if you do enough, there's an obvious truth, but it takes a while because there's so much information and you're also emotionally charged because the herd is calling you a quack is saying, just fall in line and you have all these emotional things to deal with. So it's a very challenging thing. And when you're talking about uh, the cognitive dissonance thing, I just want to bring up a couple of points because I think it's so important. Uh, Yuri Bezmanov, who is a former ex-KGB um, psychological operations guy. I don't know if you've seen him speak before, but it's a really great uh, chat. And I recommend people check that out. He basically says at one part of the interview that once the indoctrination takes place and they do the long play, they, they're not ready. They don't pull the trigger until they've done a whole generation from kindergarten all the way through to the universities then they're ready to go because the brainwash and the indoctrination is fully set in. And he says, no matter what logic or information or truth, he's like, you could show them the truth right in front of their face and they will not be able to accept it. And so one of the challenges for people like you and I is how to present that. And I've gone zero for a thousand for every single person that I've communicated with that was not ready. They have mm -hmm. to be ready. So we're kind of planting the seeds. And the last thing I'll kind of say to that is the art piece, uh, Dr. or not Dr. Robert Kennedy Jr., who was recently deplatformed, you know, talking about the vaccines and the history and all that kind of thing. Um, he said something along the lines of when, when all truth is taken away, art will be the last refuge. Like you can communicate through art or you can communicate through comedy. And uh, that's why JP Sears is blown up because he's got, he's not even doing comedy. He's literally just saying what's happening in a ridiculous, you know, in like a, in a newscaster thing. And it's hilarious because it's so terrible and it's so true and so ridiculous. And the other people don't even see it. And so it is a very, very challenging space to be in. So I'll just kind of, you know, you know, double down on what you're saying as truth. And so, yeah, I'd love to, um, I'd love for you to come in on that, but I think like, the solutions piece is so important, like you said, about um, coming back to clean food, clean water, 
And maybe you can give us a little bit of protocol for that because even I've had some guests on and I don't think I'm the greatest at it. I got some better food. I think I eat okay, but I don't, I don't eat I, I don't eat fantastic. I wish it could just be like all garden, you know, grown food. Cause they got the pesticides and they got, there's always like a friggin' trap somewhere, you know? And so mm-hmm. I agree with that. Taking care of your body, disconnecting from the news, um, connecting with source, because then the truth, you know, if you spent, if you didn't know any of this stuff and you spent uh, 10 days out in the forest, right. And you did a 10 day fast and just had water. When you came out, you'd be like, Oh my God, that is nonsense. That's the truth. Your body would know because you have a natural intelligence, a natural guidance system. And all they're doing is clouding and confusing and manipulating it. So you you're confused, but you come back to, you know, what you're capable of and, and it'll be clear as day. Yeah. They're doing the same technique over and over again. This is what's really fascinating is once you get clear you start to see patterns, you start to see the cyclical nature of not only how life works, but how they're playing us. They, they're actually really um, redundant. They, they do the same thing over and over again. They do the same con over and over again. Um, And you can't really see it when you're in it, you need to get objectivity. So that's a great idea to just go and turn it off and and just, just pretend it didn't exist. and, And you came into it. It's like, you, you know, all the, all of the um, made for TV, not made for TV news, but um, what's it called? Like the, the, they're not documentaries <sighs> made for TV. What the, the heck is it called? Like the miniseries? Well, you know, where they're following people in ha- their houses and like, it's, they're following people who are living in a house. Like they're just, it's, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. It's, it's a essentially series. You know, they're, it's, it's like they, what I'm saying is how they've blended TV with reality, reality TV. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to say. So <laughs> reality TV, right? So, th- so, so I always wondered what is going on with the reality TV stuff, right? Because how do you manipulate people who are in the reality? You blend it over. You, mm. you make the TV look like it's real. You make the movies feel like that's reality. And so most people are actually getting their educations from TV and movies and this sort of thing. And then they start to bring in the reality TV where it kind of overlaps, right? And now everybody is living in a made for TV movie. Like that's what this feels like. It's like a reality TV, but out in the, in the, in the reality. That's what it feels like to me that they've manipulated. Because I've I, every time I watch any movie or TV show or whatever, I'm always looking for how they're trying to manipulate people's beliefs, right? Like I, I watched... Um, I don't remember the name of it. It was Rob Lowe was in it, some stupid fire show, you know, and I was like, oh, let's see how, let's see right out of the first <laughs> episode, how much bull crap they put in. I'm just wondering how they compact it right out of the gate. Oh, my throat hurts. I got to go to the doctor. I think it's just a virus. I'm going to get antibiotics. That's one of the first things he says in this show. I'm like, oh my God, so much wrong with that. I mean, but right there, you're not thinking about, like the person consuming that is not like critical thinking. They're just, yeah, if you get a sore throat, you go to the doctor, you get antibiotics for a virus, is it's a virus. That's what they'll, they'll think. Even though antibiotics have nothing to do with a virus and anyway, antibiotics completely wipe your microflora and lead to all kinds of real disease. And you never want to take that stuff ever. People are like antibiotics are the best thing that ever has been. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're literally poison. They will destroy your, your health completely. You can use other things if you are in that state, but really you just detox. It's always detox. You can't keep putting stuff in without a problem. 
I don't, I, that to me is the most surprising thing about the beliefs that they've injected inside these TV shows and in these reality shows. And of course they're all airheads in most of these reality shows. You're not getting deep intellectual people who are contemplating life, who are seekers, who are like, hey, have you read, you know, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg? You know, <laughs> those don't get on TV, okay, <laughs> those people. Like I even was, uh, pre somebody presented an option to me. They were like, well, you're, you do herbalism. You, you, you go out and you collect plants and you know what they're for and you make medicine with them. So we'd be, be interested in doing a pilot show and present it to, I don't know, OLN or something like that. And I was like, yeah, okay, we can. I'm like, whoa, if things are really changing that way, I'm excited, but I don't see how they're ever going to allow for that. They, they will never allow herbal medicine, holistic medicine to thrive in their cult. Their cult is about poisoning and suppression and attacking you and, and making sure you're sick all the time. So there's a customer for life being made. They don't want you well and, and, and not dependent on them. That's not how it works. So why would the, why would the institutions that own all that stuff want a healer now nah, on a TV show? I don't think, I don't see that going to work. And of course it didn't work. Um, so that's the system. So, so part of the breaking out of the matrix is understanding that there is that system and that, that there was agenda and you can name call people and you can, and you can point fingers and you can be immature, but all you want, but that doesn't make it untrue <laughs> that there's been conspiracy. I mean, even reading um, the creature from Jekyll Island um, saying how the fed was created, right? The Federal Reserve was all conspiratorial, every last bit of it. I mean, they were even hiding who they were and their names as they're on the train going to Jekyll Island to like map this crap out, right? Um, it's not hard, or, or go look up, um, uh, what's it called, uh, the, the, the Bohemian Club stuff. I mean, what's that about? <laughs> Why oh, yeah, they Bohemian have, Grove? Bohemian Grove, yeah. yeah. Why do they have like a big owl there and creepy stuff they do why they do all these rituals what's going on you, you start to realize that there's players and they've been doing this for a long time to us and they have generation after generation that they train to continue on so it it can get dark for a while until you get through the shadow and, and get into your purpose and your empowerment because once you know you can't unknow you can't not know and then you just work toward whatever God's put before you. And if you're clear, you can hear it. You know what your purpose is. You know why you're here. You know what you're supposed to be doing for the most part, right? And so the, the eating of junk and the spraying of junk on you and the injecting of junk, all of that has to stop, okay? You don't get health from, 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 from an injection. You don't get health from killing your own microflora. It doesn't, that's, we are life. We are full and teeming of life. And when you understand that the industries are corrupted and they have an agenda, then you can't trust that information. You can have sophisticated studies produced. You can have big institutions with all kinds of um, fancy toys, but that's not, that's a cover story. When you look deep, it's all, it's ugly, right? The beauty is understanding that everything that you need will grow outside for you. All of your healthcare needs can be just immediately in your garden. The way you eat, the way you collect water, the way you collect plants that are medicinal and how you use those things, that's what's gonna help your body. And that's empowering. 
because we have to get back to folk medicine. We have to return to our roots of our knowledge and we have to trust ourselves again. And in a way, I think it's so glaring, the lies and the, the, the evil, it's so ridiculous um, what they're saying and, and how they're behaving. I think there are some part of the soul force is like, will you wake up now? <laughs> like if we ask you to wear two masks and stick a swab up your butt, will you wake up now? Like, you know, <laughs> is that going to be the thing? Yeah. It's didn't even do it. It's like, it's like, they're, it's like they're seeing how far they can go just because. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, it's not easy. I'm, it's not an easy path. I think if you think of this place as a soul development uh, school, that's meant to um, entrain you into something and make you even more in an individuated being, uh, not separated from God, but of God. And uh, it honored in that way, honored in that independence and that individuality. Then you see every trajectory as, um, a, as a lesson. So every step is, am I passing my lessons? Am I learning what I'm supposed to? Am I clearing the way for those behind me? Am I helping along the way, or am I just selfish and greedy and, and damaging and all of those things? You have to make those decisions for yourself. Um, you're perfect, but that's okay. It's okay to be wrong and it's okay to not be perfect. <laughs> you already are perfect. You don't even, you don't know it yet. All your mistakes are lessons. So look at it like that. And then you'll start to open your mind and you'll unpin the things you think, you know, like I'll get stuff like this all the time. Say, well, my so-and-so died from polio or my so-and-so died from TB. And we know it was this, we know it was that, we know it. But usually they're just stuck in a story. So they were told a story. They've, their ego has somehow put themselves in a relationship with that story. And when it comes to the new knowledge presenting that's different than the story, their ego says, no, because I know the story and I know where I am in that story. And you're not going, that new information isn't allowed into my psyche. Because if I change my psyche, that means I have to change who I am. That might threaten my survival. That might threaten some way in which I do my life. And that's too scary for me. And I can't do that. I can't afford to do that or I won't do that. And so that's where you have to really look closely at if you begin to have that cognitive dissonance come up, then that's when you sit with it and you face it and you go, okay, I felt that. I felt an aggressive thing toward that person because they gave me that information. I'm going to sit, I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to forgive that person in my mind. And then I'm going to re-examine why that was such a, such a strong no inside of me. Cause it, it really, that's a tell, right? If it's, if it's this overwhelming like thing, then you know, something's off. Right. And so again, it comes back to really understanding yourself and doing self-reflection and doing introspective work to get clear and to see when you make those mistakes. So one of the bigger mistakes that we've made as a culture is we have um, divided apart. So we've divided apart our specialists. We've divided into uh, labeling stuff as diseases we, that have like symptoms underneath a category. We really wanted to look at everything under the microscope and kind of like break everything apart. And I think that was part of our um, in, in breath, out breath, sort of <laughs> yoga dance that we've been doing to figure out things. And I think we forgot who we were 
and what we are here to do. So we began to get investigative in a, in a breakaway. If we, we can break it apart, maybe we can figure it out. Um, but now it's coming back into holism. It's coming back into this understanding that we're a hologram and that, there's, that we're a fractal and that it never ends and that it's always going to be like that. And we had to kind of, one of the ways to mastery is like, I think of it like a pendulum swinging. So you'll go from one extreme to the other extreme before you find that middle ground, before you kind of settle, before the pendulum kind of finds its even point. And then that's the Trinity. So it's a polarity or a, or a like there's two until it's in the middle where you understand paradoxes, you understand you understand nuances and all those gray areas. And we've gone to this extreme now where as a culture, we're doing this, where, where one is over here and the other is over here, right? And at some point that will settle into mastery. So I do see this actually as an approach to mastery, just from understanding it from an individual perspective, but now we're doing it on mass and that's really super messy. You think your breakdown and your awakening was messy? <laughs> Okay, well, look at it now, right? So, I mean, if we have that perspective, then we can understand because it's very painful when you come into your awakening. It's not an easy process. It's you're, you lose friends, you lose family, things fall away. You thought you were going to be that. Now you're this, right? It's not, it wasn't when I had my first Kundalini awakening in 2000, um, which seems like a gazillion years away from now. Um, it was a real shocker. I was already quasi awake, but then that was just blowing the lid off of everything. And I, I saw that everything was God and everything was interconnected and there was nothing wrong. It was all just beautiful. And I was like an, the most annoying awake person you'll ever meet because I was like, everything's <laughs> great. It's fine. You know, oh, your mom died. Oh, it's, it's good. It's great because like they're home now they'll come back, you know, this sort of stuff. Right? And, but that's the fresh woke. The fresh woke can be super annoying. And that was definitely <laughs> super woke, annoying. That's new for me. <laughs> oh man. If I could go back, I'd be like, Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> But it's okay. It's, it's just part of it. Right. Um, but one thing that I started to understand was that everything's a lie. Freaking absolutely. Everything I was taught was a lie. Everything has been near flipped. So if I want to know what's true, the first thing I go in at is it's, I throw it all out. Baby and bathwater is out. Okay. And then I start to bring back in what's in alignment with what I know to be true. And that's how I'm able to figure out a lot of stuff that a lot of people are like, how do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that? I'm like, you're overthinking. First of all, you only think when you need to clarify something in the 3D. When you're working from 5D principles, you, you don't actively think. Knowing is not thinking. Knowing is an invitation to a vibration. It's different. That's why you can have knowing in a second. And I learned that also through clinical work where I was sitting and listening to people talk all the time, because in a holistic medicine, you get an hour, you know, you get to talk, you get to express yourself. And I started to feel these, this knowledge is coming through and I'd say, oh, like, you know, I have a feeling that this was happening in your body or you had this experience as a child and they go, oh yeah. And this is how people can predict stuff or can read people right? Because you just know instantaneously through your clarity. So then I started doing that with all kinds of stuff, like 
okay, talk to me about, you know, microbes, for example. <laughs> what is happening when we get sick? What's really going on in the body, you know? And when I finally got to the knowledge of the finer medicine of homeopathy and that vibrational medicine, and I know you have your beautiful vibrational, you know, uh, instrument there that is tuning people because we can tune with sound. Sound healing and sound therapy is humongous and, and definitely underplayed. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and we need to go there. We really do. Um, but that, you know, that vi I realized everything is vibration and frequency, right? So, okay, what is happening then when we're starting to heal and how can we tune that? And I started, that's where the isopathy and homeopathy started coming in because that's one of the things it does is it fine tunes what's going on with a frequency adjustment. And, and so once I got that and I got a Rife machine to start playing with all that sort of stuff and I knew this power in this. And I, I obviously learned Reiki, all kinds of Reiki, all kinds of hands-on healing, all kinds of sound therapies. And I started teaching it. I started teaching angelic Reiki. I was teaching it since 2005 when I was trained. And uh, I only recently stopped teaching and, and, and making other practitioners because I got too busy. But, it, it, you know, we would have turnaround healing. I mean, you place your hands on someone and you you have that uh, love frequency and you open up to the potential for healing. They want it, they heal, that's it. You don't even have to apply anything else. Um, so once you see that, you go, okay, what's all this whole virus thing going on? I remember I was in a car with a friend of mine and he was talking about how he thinks he has um, mono or something. He had all kinds of mold exposure. So he was always sick. He was always getting some sort of issue because his house was full of mold, black mold and, uh, and other insidious molds that you don't even see like they're white molds or they're clear molds. You don't even know they're there. And so he's wondering why he was sick for so long. And, uh, he'd always say, well, maybe it's a virus or maybe it's Epstein-Barr, maybe it's whatever, right. Or maybe I got bit by a tick. I'm like, you know what? I lately I've been wondering, I think this virus thing is all a lie. I'm going to, I'm diving in. I'm going, that's where I'm going next. And it was like maybe four years ago or so. And that's what I did. I started going and I, I get jags. I get interested in something and I dive. So I really dove into that one. And I found Dr. Stefan Lanka, his work, and he was the only one that I could really find uh, other than some of the historical, you know, I mean, alive, <laughs> um, doing it now, uh, who was really bold and he, and he was very prepared to go all the way. Like he took it to a German court to say measles doesn't exist. And he won that in appeals. He won that they did not have any evidence of measles being a virus that it existed or it caused disease. And that's on the record. So, so, it could have been done with literally every viral belief system. So everything we think is caused by a virus is not. So it's not just about this is what's going on currently is a lie and it's not existing. It, it's a big pill to swallow because it means all of the viral stories are not true. And I think for where people are at, again, like stuck in their stories and what they think is real, it's unraveling for a lot of people, then they won't go there. So it's for the brave and it's for those who need to, um, uh, who, who really want to know and also who want to be free from this lie. And as you said, it started really back in, before Rockefeller, the idea was there, 
Um, and when I did my interview with um, uh, Don Lester and David Parker of the book, What Really Makes You Ill, we went into that, you know, at length and we were talking about, there were a few ideas that got planted in different places about virus, which just meant something else that they couldn't explain was causing it. And it actually meant um, you would get stuff coming out like toxic waste sort of coming out and they will call that a virus. So like say you had boils on your body and it was expressing materials, they would take those materials and they would say that's a virus. So it's a toxin that your body is producing. That's the origin of the word. And then it start, there were other stories that came out like the French King, you know, talking about making people afraid of something invisible so they could manipulate politics and so forth. And it's a really good idea to do if you want to scare people and manipulate them. Right. And I've been doing that ever since it's, <laughs> you can't, you and I cannot go and verify that, that it exists. We have to trust other people's information in order for that to be somehow a reality to us. And our minds are so powerful and we're such creators that again, we, we write a story for ourselves and then we start living in our reality TV story that's in our heads, which is not reality, <laughs> it's manipulated. Um, what is going on in the body is actually very simple. And this is the elegance of when you do come full circle through all of the, the jetsam and flotsam of awakening, you actually realize that the answer is so elegant and so simple. And you could actually, if you came into mastery, you would be able to explain this whole place in just one word, you know, and, and you, but you have to get through the complication before you get to the simplicity or the elegance. And it just comes down to toxicity. It comes down to nutrition. So all you need to do is pare it down to those two things. Is your nutritional status in a good place? And are you toxic? So if your nutrition is low and you're toxic or your nutrition is low, you might not be toxic, but your nutrition is low or you're toxic, but your nutrition is so-so, those all can create disease states, okay? So how do you fix that? Well, you find out the tissue involved or the organ system involved. What we have to understand that is the most ancient of medicines called traditional Chinese medicine that has mapped out the organs and their interconnections refined in a very detailed manner. And so you can relate the kidneys to the ears. You can relate the kidneys to knee pain or back pain, right? You can con connect the dots of your organ systems in your glandular systems and how they communicate. You can understand that your cells are electrical and that they send impulses. Obviously we know our nervous systems are electrical and they send communications through those networks. And once you understand this is a one experience, the mind through thoughts creates chemicals, biochemicals that go into the body that affect the physical form. Your emotions create a chemical cascade that goes through the body. Candace Pert proved that in her book, uh, uh, I think it's called Biology of Belief, or there's also a Lipton, Bruce Lipton, who did a lot of work in that area, right? To understand that we have epigenetics, we have signaling going on. So your genetics change based on your terrain, based on your environment. So once you start to tease out the lies that, you know, because doctors will say, oh, it's just genetics, you know, oh, why do I have, the oh, it's just genetics. That's a throwaway answer because anyone could say that you know, but it's not, it has nothing to do with your genetics. It has to do with the signaling 
to the cell, to the brain of the cell, which is the membrane, which is this around the cell that the signaling or that the milieu or the soup that, this, that the, the chemicals around the cell send to it, that's what matters. And that's what directs the cell, the blueprint, which is the DNA to make the proteins and to fold the proteins properly. That's, that's what matters. So your thinking and your emotions therefore can change the cascading and the chemicals that come into your extracellular fluids that will affect your cells and what DNA gets turned on or not. That's power and they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that your thoughts and your, your emotions can change your body, right? Because they want you to go to them to say, what's happening to my body? Tell me doctor you know more about my body than I would, right? So that's where you become a victim. So we have to stop the victim cycle and realize that you are the one with the power and you actually can change your entire situation with your thoughts and with how you're feeling. So that's why stop watching TV is kind of like number one, because what is TV movies all, what are they doing? They're toying with your emotions the whole time. I mean, if you're watching a violent movie and most of the stuff now is all violent, if you're watching something that's gory violence, you're sitting down and you can't get up and take action in that situation. Your limbic system though thinks that that is happening to you and you're actually dulling your own fight response. And you keep doing that over and over again. This is why we have couch potatoes who have no get up and go. They cannot sense danger anymore. They can't see that their whole, that communism is taking over their towns and cities and countries right before their eyes, they have no fight in them to say this is wrong, right? So that's a whole other agenda we could talk about, about, you know, emasculating men and making sure there's no warriors anymore. And all your big men you take and you brainwash and you put them in the bread and circuses called sports and you take the rest and you put into the police cult um, and make sure their IQs are just just high enough to function the gun <laughs> and not so high that they can work it out in their heads, right? And the rest are just couch potatoes and they might as well be women because they're, the actually I see more of the women <laughs> coming up with the swords, you know, and, and, and acting out in this regard because the, the men are just, they're, they're masking. Any man who's masking is not a man. I'm sorry, you should not be masking. You should know better. You should stand up and say, back off. You know, I'm going to protect people now. We need real men to step up and say, I'm not going to walk around with a mask. I'm not going in with a mask. I'll take the fines and I'll shove them back at them because the fines are all illegal. So you, we need some men with some actual balls and some clout to say, yeah, but if everybody does that, you can't keep fining us. It's not that the whole system will crumble. So it's a mass movement that has to happen here. And it comes with people standing up and just en masse saying, no, we're not doing it anymore. Like happened in Italy, right? They just opened their businesses. They're like, screw you. They're like this, actually. They're, they're, yeah, I think the they Europeans. Were, well, we yeah. don't even see we don't even see all this stuff going like Europe. Europe doesn't take any uh, nonsense. And that, that's why I like France is like they can be uh, they can be they can be asses and bitches sometimes. You know, as I in know. France, I'm, you know, I'm French Canadian, like in a, in a loving way, because like try to speak french and sometimes they would like have it and sometimes they'd be like oh you you suck and they're like oh come on man um but what i love about that culture is that they don't take shit from anybody and i remember it's just as a side story because i was saying this today one of my friends is german and france won the world cup and he's just like um he's just like i was like 
that's all right, man. He's like, no, it's not. I was like, he's like, anybody with from France. And I was like, why not? He goes, because I'm going to have to hear for four years. We have the best wine. We have the best food. We have the best soccer team. So I was like, oh, man, that's so funny. But, you know, one thing that they're amazing at is they don't take they don't take shit. You know what I mean? And same with Quebec and Canada. At least they're ones that have a little bit of like spine to them. And Europe in general has a lot of spine to them. And and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Russia, too. And Canada is like the most docile. We've been pacified. And you're so correct about the man thing. You know, like I, I don't see any men around. I see more women standing up. And you're correct about you know, the whole agenda to basically take out the warriors because the men, the alpha males protect the females and they protect the community. That's what they do. Um, and I, being a man, actually like that. It's something I'd like to do. I feel naturally um, drawn to combat for whatever, not in a violent way, in a protective way, but it, it means violence. And if you know anything about history, we're a violent species. You know what I mean? If you can protect yourself, you can protect your family. And unfortunately, um, this far left idea of people's like, oh, there is no violence. It's all wonderful. And I hope that and I want that. And that's what I would love to see in a world of, of peace and kindness. But it's the martial arts side of me that has made me not fall too far into that kind of new age thinking, which to one, some of it is correct, but some of it's also distorted. And now you've got all this pacifism, non-action. And what I know about, um, you know, I've studied war and I've studied combat, but if you know anything about like uh, predators and fear and people who commit uh, horrendous crimes and, and attackers, they're looking for weakness. They're yes. not looking for the person who stares them in the eyes and is going to go toe to toe with them. So all that's required is us to look, but nobody wants to look. They're going to mask and then they're going to shame you thinking that they have some sort of virtue, right? Because that's their conditioning. Um, and it's just complete, it's complete nonsense. Um, you know, there's so many rabbit holes I want to go down with you and we'll have to get you on for like part three or four or five and six, but I'll, I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff at you and you kind of pick out what you think is the most important. So one thing I would love to chat about is like remedy. You know what I mean? Like, okay, how are we going to get rid of this toxicity aligned with spirit in from your uh, perspective? And the second thing um, I was just curious about is the, uh, if, if you can kind of summarize what's kind of going on with, the like what makes people ill so like around disease and spreading it so like measles for example um you know is it it's not contagious or it is like what 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 happens when it's you know when it's starting to affect other people and then i already kind of know the answer to this but when you look at polio and these other histories of vaccines and things like that what actually was happening because what i've looked and researched was that well with this imaginary enemy right and with pharmaceuticals, you know, it's like, oh, great. You are you, you know, they got, or do you have restless leg? Do you sometimes get tired? We have something for you. Do you sometimes get grouchy? You know, no problem. Here's this pill for you. You know, are you sometimes annoyed with your family members? We've got this pill for you. The side effects may be death, but look, you could sign you up for life. And it's just, it's such absurdity rather than taking responsibility for your own health and your own well being. Um, and we're kind of, giving our minds to, to these authorities. And the reason why it's working is because, you know, we are, humans are naturally good, but that, but that's been used to manipulate so that the people who do not have our interest at heart are actually causing harm. And that's why this is an actual, like, not like by definition, a satanic system, because these humans, just like animal farm, do seek to cause you harm and to profit from your illness from your well they want to take everything from you normal people don't think like that so they can't imagine 
the doctors would be doing this and the nurses or the policemen. They're not doing that. It's the systems behind them influencing like a puppet master pushing it out and say they don't, they don't have that knowledge or they're just following orders or they believe it to be true. But you can bet your ass that there are people with nefarious means doing this on purpose for control, for power. And if we don't address that, then we're going to be screwed. And that's why at the beginning of this thing, it's, I was so annoyed and I'm still annoyed now by the lack of participation by, you know, all the cognitive dissonance of like my friends and losing half my friends, you know, that I've been researching this and telling them about since I've been 18, I've been talking about this stuff, but no, you know, let's disregard 440 podcasts. And I'm talking to experts and being in 30 countries and actually, you know, researching all the time and, and not even listen to me, not even have a two-way discussion, just like, no. And that's how powerful this dissonance is. And um, it's a challenging situation. So we need people to just stand up for what's right because that is what's required this passive this passivity you know what i mean and then just like here here's my mind to the medical industry here's my mind to the government here's my mind to cnn and the television they tell me what's true and uh, the last thing i'll end on is like my buddy was talking about his family and they said oh don't elect trudeau in canada you know his father was terrible he's the worst right and they were so vehement about this and he gets elected and now nobody's over for Christmas. Nobody's allowed. And and he's like, how have you said like, this guy is full of crap. He's the biggest liar ever. But now you're listening to every single thing he tells you, like what kind of logic is that? But you know this a little bit too about um, it's amygdala hijack. So they pepper you with fear and you're going, oh God, I'm afraid of coronavirus fear, coronavirus fear, coronavirus fear, even though there's nothing substantial. Once that amygdala hijack takes place, no information can get passed in because they just associate that word with death and death of everybody and death through breathing. How cra- it's just so crazy when you, when you really pull it back. So um, that's my rant and would love for you to kind of pick up on anything that uh, you think is relevant. Well, you started off talking about remedy. Remedy is my favorite topic. So we'll, we'll swing back around to that. And then you mentioned contagion and we'll talk about that as well. Um, I just wanted to mention about the politicking and the hijacking of the amygdala and the and going into the reptilian brain, which is your primal brain, which just wants to survive no matter what. And that means exactly like if you were drowning, you would hang on to someone until they also drowned. You would take someone with you. That's the kind of uh, animalistic kind of mentality. There's not thought. It's just an action of trying to see if you could survive. And they have done that quite quite, um, they've been pummeling people with that for, you know, over a year. And they've been using fear stories before that, of course, as well. They've been experimenting on humans for a very long time. Um, you know, we have a whole MK Ultra program going on that most people have no clue about. I think the problem is people assume that it's too big of a conspiracy that people could never be involved in that, but they don't understand that it's run like a cult. And that's one of the things I've been writing about, and I will eventually finish that book um, about this topic, which is how societies are have been run like a cult. And so the lower, the, if you understand that, then there's only actually a few people at the top that know what's going on or that are privy to the full information. You only get the information you need to do the job that's required for that position. So as the hierarchy steps down, you're only going to get that much info. And so you only, those lower echelon workers in the cult, inside the cult, won't know what's going on in the upper echelon, or they'll be told a lie. So they'll be told, hey, you know, NASA, 
we have to lie to the people about the space station being real because we people need to believe in that for them to feel good about themselves or whatever they lie. I mean, you want to see one of the biggest lies on the earth, just look at NASA. I mean, <laughs> they don't go to space. They lie. They even they even tell you what they do. I mean, they pretend to eat to eat in space and make music and that's what they're doing underwater uh you know they have like a full space station underwater uh by the way full replica just so you know underwater okay Uh, there was water found in dude's spacesuit underwater right okay so yeah in that and like how much do they get paid a day i can't remember what the number is 20 million or 40 million like if you want to launder money like you know then what an amazing way to take taxpayers' money. They they get an absurd, absurd budget. And if you look into NASA, it is just the biggest load of crap ever linked to Hollywood and their origins, you know, those two organizations. And so, yeah, it's so big and so old. Um, It's literally the Truman Show, right? You accept the reality in which you are given. Right. And so, you know, people were hoaxed very deeply. And unfortunately, the way it goes is whatever story is set in the mind of the populace is what carries forward no matter the people coming and saying oh hey i don't think nixon called the moon on a landline because i can't even get myself <laughs> my cell phone to call dude in the forest and over it's immediate there. too right oh yeah no delay hey, hey yeah 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 perfect reception right so come <laughs> like but but people just say oh we went to the moon but we've never been back since because we lost the technology yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is sometimes when people go, well, that can't all be, you know, it's too big of a lie. I'm like, just look at NASA. It's a bit, okay. Let's talk about that. Isn't that a big lie? Wouldn't you say? I mean, we have enough evidence of that. So we can start to unpack the fact that it's run in that hierarchical way. And the problem is, and I learned this actually going through medical school, how if you start to question the upper authority, you get marginalized. And what happens is you lose your you lose uh, your stature, you lose your uh, the respect of your peers. You don't get invited to cool shit anymore, <laughs> right? You don't, right? I mean, you don't get sure. perks. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I you don't go to you don't get whatever deal is happening. There's it's all social manipulation going on, and you don't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole in that social credit system, if you will, right? Which is coming in you know, in socialism and communism, as they have in China, they are already talking about that in Canada and and making that a thing. So, you know, if you have your peers ganging up on you, you don't need the higher ups to punish you directly. You can just have your peers looking down on you. And that can be enough to pressure you. The peer pressure is strong into behaving the way that they want you to. And it takes bravery and it takes determination and courage to actually stand alone and say, you're all wrong, and you're all egomaniacs, and you're all losing your souls, and I don't want anything to do with you, and I'm going to go and beat the lone wolf, and or be the black sheep, or whatever we call these, you know, people like us, <laughs> I'm just going to turn my heater on, um, you know, to to go and, and decide on your own, and, and then find the people who do understand you, I mean, I've lost, fam- there's family members, like what you said, about the amount of work that I've done, I have family members who won't look at any of my stuff, they're not interested. They don't want, like, even from a personal, like, they're my family member. What are they up to? You know, what are they doing these days? Like, don't care. So that shows you how degraded all people have gotten. You know what I mean? That they are not 
oops, sorry about that, that they are not able to, to think about others in their immediate circle. They're more concerned about their social credit score with their buddies or their friends. So do you have, do you have a visitor? Yeah, my daughter just got home and just yelled at me. <laughs> she's so yeah, sweet and tiny. I get and wants that to sometimes. Yeah. yeah she's, uh, she's how not, old is she? Uh, 15 months and now she's in a box, so she's all right. <laughs> Put the baby in a box, Matt. God, don't it's a big it box that was her seat in, you know? It's got things. She likes it. I know. <laughs> cats, and, cats and babies like boxes. It's just a fact of life. She okay. sat in the cat's box at my dad's house. Ah, see you that? So I, yeah, it's it's a, it's a real thing. Jerseys. Yeah, it is yeah, a real well, thing. You know, I she distracted me from what you're saying. I think, but what one of the things you said that uh, reminded me of is this quote by Joseph Goebbels that said, uh, "Goebbels, I don't know how you pronounce his name. One of the two. Goebbels. Uh, I don't know something. Gerbil. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. You know, yeah. and and then also too with the mask thing, like I'm literally the only person I've seen one two at one person was old and looked like they were legit mass exempt from whatever because they could barely breathe um and then one teenager since the beginning of this it's been 100 percent masking you know and then i almost got into a fight at a grocery store and that's when i was like holy like this is becoming violent you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you know i was like holy crap like this is this is a whole nother level so yeah it feels so weird you know what i mean it's just like this is crazy but then i, I had to have a sit and think you know what i mean and i was like a couple of times I'm like, am I going to put this on? Am I harming people? And I was like, no, I'm definitely not. You know what I mean? This, I was like, okay, but, but you know, maybe they think I am. And do I want to make them comfortable? I was like, no, I don't know. I was like, they, they need to see this example because there's kids. And then that was the last one when yeah. it got even harder after dealing with that. And I was like, crap, man, I don't want to get into a fight because like, I know how to fight, but uh, I don't, I don't want to harm someone and I don't want to be harmed. Um, so it's just like this, this whole nother level now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a, just you have to come at it still with love. You have to look at them that they're victims. These are just, these are mind control victims. That's what's happening. They're all mind control victims. So mm -hmm. look at them with love. They're mind control victims. I, I kind of look at them with almost with pity in a sense, um, because they're, they're hurting themselves. All they're doing is hurting themselves. And, uh, there must be a part of their psyche where deep down they feel like they deserve punishment where they don't feel worthy enough or, or of, uh, good enough or of or godly enough or, or something where they can protect themselves against being harmed because masks harm them. That's the only that's they'll never protect from anything. They'll definitely not protect from a, a pretend virus. Um, first of all, viruses that what they what they're calling viruses, which there are many subtypes that we can go into because there's different particles that they call viruses. Um, but uh, for all intents and purposes, those things they don't have a nucleus. They don't have a, a their own regenerative system. They're not. They're not. They can't replicate on their own of what these things are. They're actually just um, solvents from the body one set of them are solvents that come in to break down things that bacteria are either not able to do or the bacteria has been wiped out from the body so the body's trying to to use other cell cells <clears throat> excuse me to break down something that the the bacteria would have normally done so that's why antibiotics are also so dangerous because they're going to be get more of those need of to have solvents 
And so here you have a body that is undergoing a toxic expression. And if it can express properly, if it's in health, the expression will be minor or it won't even be seen. Like, do you think I, I would never, ever, 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 ever get COVID? I will never get COVIDs. I will never get it because I'm, I detox regularly and I don't poison myself and I eat well. So what happens seasonally are there triggers, environmental triggers that trigger us as a clan into an expression. Just like how the trees, when the spring comes, the, the warming, the sun starts to change, the warming effect begins on our, on our bodies, on the trees, on the plant life. And then they'll get like, a, there'll be a cold snap and then the sun will come again. And then that'll start the sap running in the trees. And it's the same with us. We'll get triggered by environmental changes to say, okay, we're coming into a different time, a seasonal change. Now get rid of these wastes because we have a time clock in our bodies that has to clear up certain things. And it's time now for your liver or it's time now for your lungs to get cleaned up. So we need to either break it down and put it in through the liver normally where you wouldn't notice it. Or because your liver is so congested from eating garbage all day and GMOs and pesticides and all kinds of sugars and pro-inflammatory foods, and you've damaged the lining of your gut so badly, and you're so nutritionally devoid of all the things you need to run this properly, specifically magnesium. We have an epidemic, the only epidemic I see is of magnesium deficiency. And that now we're going to either have to push it out through the skin, make mucus to get it out through the lungs, get it out through your bowels, if we can, whatever we can, and, and try to get it through the kidneys, whatever area is going to work. And so imagine you have a bunch of people on mass having similar uh, intake of poisons. So how many foodstuffs do we have now? We have like GMO wheat, we have GMO corn, everyone's eating all the same garbage. I, I watch, I watched even like people making food and cooking shows and stuff. It's all the same crap, butter, eggs, you know, sugar, wheat, <laughs> dairy. It's all the same admixture of stuff. Most of it toxic. Your body's going to express in a similar pattern to get it out. This year, we seem to have a higher uh, problem with zinc deficiency. So whatever process was going on in the body or whatever they introduced into the sprays this year in the sky or whatever they were playing around with on the constant human experiment they're doing on us, uh, really decreased the zinc levels. That's why this particular yearly flu, which is all this normal thing is, is actually lower deaths, by the way, of flu and no flu stats, which is bit suspicious oh, yeah. don't you oh think? yeah they said flu 98 percent down or whatever the it's thing. gone it's uh it's like the fact that people like accept that it's like you've lost your mind you've actually lost, lost their mind they, all yeah. they did was remarket the flu that's all yeah. they did they yeah. took they remarketed the flu way more they made it way more scary they pretended there was another disease when there wasn't okay and one of the, the things people are experiencing is anosmia or loss of taste and smell, which is a classic sign of zinc deficiency. So all these people need, if anybody had any brain of any of these doctors, they would say, oh, anosmia can be caused by zinc deficiency. Let's either check your zinc status or let's just administer zinc, which cannot hurt you and see if that goes away. And zinc is a requirement for uh, your gut 
immune, the immune cells, which your whole body is a defense system, is an immune system. I don't, I don't like to use the term immune system. The immune system was made up by the vaccine industry to sell their poison. It doesn't work like that. The whole antibody thing is, is a bunk. It's garbage. If you start going into the science, you realize, well, that's a lie. Well, that doesn't work like that. Well, that's a lie. Well, that doesn't work like that. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And I think these people are so embarrassed. They can't turn the boat around now. They would just, they would be so full of shame. I don't think they would survive it, honestly. So, and and, well, the other thing I'll add to that is like when people are trying to wrap around how this is happening, um, the people in the medical industry, the nurses, the doctors, they will first of all, lose their job right immediately so then they can't provide for their family so they don't want to speak out so it's a huge risk right there and um you know like my friend pierre like he was like this is enough like i have to quit my job so then i can speak out because it's not going to be accepted there and it and it always comes down from a higher hierarchical position so even Mm -hmm. if you wanted to implement this thing that you knew work like hydroxychloroquine or chlorine dioxide i think is that what it is is it is yeah, that, chlorine work? dioxide MMS will work. The hydroxychloroquine it actually causes kid. Too? Those are poisons, so oh, I would never are? support oh, any shoot. of those. The only reason they are working is they're actually giving zinc alongside those things, mm. um, and vitamin D and the basics. Then and they're just trying to what they're trying to do with those drugs, which are poison and damage the kidneys, and will always, even though they're less damaging than the other poisons. Um, they're still trying to keep you people in the illusion that there's an actual new disease, that there's an actual virus, which there isn't. So I don't, that's why I don't support any of that. That's why I don't even, I don't even promote the frontline workers. There's no frontline, nothing. It's bullshit. The whole thing is a made up story. So if they're just saying, oh yeah, they've got a a respiratory, because they're all brainwashed to look for something that, that never existed. They've all been entrained to let, look for symptoms that has a new label, that has a new thing, that has a fake PCR test that goes along with it. So they're blind. They're blinded by science, right? Scientism. So they, scientism. So they're coming in wrong filter, wrong filter. And then they're purporting the lie, even though they're trying, they, they're pretending they're heroes and they're pretending that they're doing something righteous. They're still spewing f- fakeness. They're half truthers. They're the they're worse to me. They're worse than the just lie. Just lie to me. I can figure that out. Half truths, that's a mess of the mind, and that's 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 an evil that I is to me just so disgusting. And this like, is the this is the main propaganda, like coming down from like the general, right? And then everyone coming down is just following yeah. their orders. And one of the other things that is a tactic they'll use is like let's say they want to raise taxes five percent. Well, what they'll do is say taxes may go up. 15%, right? And then they'll and then they'll say the new tax is 10%. So it's less than the 15. Yeah. And then they'll go to the five that they because everyone will be like, oh, 10% is too much. And then they'll go five, right? So with this social, uh, you know, I see some people out there and they're like, okay, you know, if I'm going to wear a mask, I can still social distance, which is a Orwellian doublespeak in itself, complete nonsense. So it's like, oh, well, you'll let me talk to people and I don't have to wear a, a mask, a slave mask, but I'll stay six feet away and be not a human being you know what i mean kids can't play british bulldog like you're not supposed to hug your family and they're dividing families so this is and then i actually got to another one i'll kind of throw as i'm ranting but the divide and conquer yeah religion race race wars uh uh economics whatever divide every single way they can but Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if the fundamental thing comes down to people who will oppress you for their fear thinking it's good to the people who are willing to protect because if you don't give me any other option, I have to protect myself and my family. 
and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a way out. And it's just this other side's getting more and more violent. And mm-hmm. keep saying no, keep telling no, keep telling piss off. And it's literally this virus. And if you and I said this in one of my last podcasts, if you are a nurse, if you're a police officer and you're participating in this, you are reliable. You are uh what's that called? Well, they're you're, they're you're responsible. If you're participating, you have to figure out something. It might be a huge pain in the ass. It might be not easy, but you cannot participate in this. You know what I mean? You are going to be held responsible for your actions. Um, And then somebody put in the video, um, you know, the road to hell is, is paved in good and good intentions. You cannot participate this. And Mark Passio does a great video on this talking about uh, how, you know, the system of slavery is in place because of order followers. You have to stop following orders that you know are wrong, no matter what your thing is, you have to do that. And if we don't participate in this tyranny and oppressing other people and um, promoting a lie, like all I've gotten from this is damage. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got some cool, like I get to meet people like you, like I figure out you're close to me. That is a huge win. So there's massive blessings, but like in the quote unquote 3D matrix, everything gets taken away, losing friends, um, harmed, ridiculed, yelled at, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a comfortable place, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to twist my integrity and participate in harm that I know is harm. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're a coward. That's the problem. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We need less cowards and we need more brave people to stand up for people in the face of tyranny. And that the cost you have for following the line and participating is it's your, you're selling your soul. And, you will and it's a it. test and it's a test, but think of it. It's easier to come at it that this is your experience. Okay. And you, you're the only observer of your experience. And so this is a test. Can you hold your truth of yourself amidst all of this negative pressure? It's time to level up. You know, when you play video games and you get the harder levels and it's like, whoa, this is like advanced and you might die a few times. You got to, you know, then you meet the boss, you know, you got to get through a boss level. We're at boss level. We're at like main boss level now. So we've done all this inner work. We've done all this introspection. We've done all this research. We've done all this collating of inner minds. We've done all this unlearning and unschooling and unprogramming and detoxing. And those of us who are here now at this juncture if we look at it from where it's at boss level now, how be a leader, be a true leader, a leader that inspires other leaders. That's our job, right? A leader that teaches other people how to be responsible for their own health that don't rely on others, right? That's what I teach. When I, when clients come to me, I give them all the tools so that they know again and again, they can do this again and again. Anytime they come out of alignment, they can go back to the same regime because it's again, it's not that difficult. Healing yourself is easy. It really is. You just have to know how it works, what's happening. You have to go 180 on what you've been told. So we're told symptoms are bad, right? Oh, oh, I have a stuffy nose. I have a sore throat. My chest feels congested. My gut hurts. My restless legs, my this, my this. And they always associate it as my as well, by the way. Don't do that. It's not your anything. This is your body going through a symptom, which is an expression, and it's a signaling to yourself telling you what's going on. And it's not bad. It's good, meaning your fever is good. Your cough is trying to get something out. Your chest being congested is trying to break stuff up and get stuff out. You know, your gut being bloated or your bacteria trying to figure out what the hell you just ate. Okay. All of those symptoms are actually your body healing you. And if you gave it the tools 
And if you helped it do what it's doing by not suppressing it with drugs and fear (laughs) and actually move it forward into where it wants to go, you will get resolution and you will get correction and you will get remedy, right? That's your remedy. So remedy in law, I'm passionate about remedy in health, I'm passionate about, and it's your own process. And and if you're not mature enough, and if you're not self-responsible enough, then you'll continue to give your power away to other people. And you know what? For a while, as children, you do need to hold the hand of your parent. You need good parenting. But guess what? You have a false parent in the government. They pretended they're your parents. And it's time to get out of your damaged inner child issues and grow up. It's time to to grow up and be an adult. And adulting is kind of difficult. You know, you got to do things that maybe you don't want to do. You know, it's... (laughs) sorry but I feel like you're talking to me personally I was like oh dear <laughs> no I don't grow want to up do Matt I know. Grow up. you know that's like all the martial arts training it's like always stuff I don't want to do you know and I think in the new age community a lot of the time too, you can, like there's a lot of good stuff but there's a lot of stuff that's too far like oh it's just got to be all correct it's like no nah, that's not going to work you know you got you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff you don't want to do to like make an impact you're like I'll live my life purpose if I make uh, 200 grand a year. It's like, well, could, could you do it for like, actually you're trying to say you're doing it for a spiritual reason. Could you do it for what you get from it and then build from there? Like, could you do it from a place of authenticity and contentment or does it, you must get a reward for trying to do, you know what I mean? So, yeah. well, they're all there. I mean, I've saw a picture of, of a sticker of a, of a, a brainwashed person who got sh- the shot and they actually give a sticker with a check mark that says, I got my my COVID vaccine. Like, aren't you a good little kid? You listen to the TV and your your government parents and you've got a sticker for that. You know, that's that's what they see you as. They see you as imbecile children. And believe it or not, believe it or not, this, uh, you know, this is actually not meant for you to fail. This, this, this realm, you're meant to succeed it. And you're actually, it, when you look at it from the corrected lens of your, of your, all your eyes, (laughs) you will start to see that there is a level playing field here. It isn't as unfair as you thought. You think it's unfair, but there's actually some severely strict spiritual law going on here that even the evildoers can't get around. And one of them is your free will. They have to trick you into consenting. So if you want to take your power back, you simply stop consenting to everything. I mean, I got police in here harassing me and throwing tickets and summons. And I'm like, oh, no, thanks. Here you go. Oh, and here's my bill. By the way, I don't work for free because I love myself and I have worth. So here's my fee schedule. And here's what it's going to take for you to get me into court. You have to pay first. Sorry. That's just how I do business. Nothing personal, right? Stop going, oh my God, I have to go because mommy and daddy told me I have to go to court because I'm a bad person. I'm not talking about murder. I'm not talking about those kinds of crimes. I'm talking about non uh, a victimless crime like a speeding ticket or, or you know, um, a parking ticket or like some goons coming in telling you you have to wear a mask in your store, right? No, I don't. No, I'm good. Thanks though. Thanks for your offer. And it's a no. Right. And then you have to keep saying no, because they're going to try to keep testing you to see if you're going to buckle. That's what this is about. So look, if you start to just look at it like that, oh, there's the test. If I get to pass that test, I'm going to pass that test. 
And also, I always ask my guides and God to support me. I say, I am, I am a little, little in this. I'm big, but little. <laughs> okay. I don't know all the things. So I will hand that off to you, big guy. And you just, or girl or thing or everything or the all or the, the, the labeling is irrelevant, right? <laughs> Whatever works for you. Okay. So, and allow it to process back through you from your higher self. And then you'll get clarity and clear and direction from that. Right. So that's the essence, but then it comes down to now we've got this 3d here to deal with. And you've got all these nasty people who are under deep mind control around you, but it's, is it your circus and your monkeys? Is it your, is it your circus? Is it your drama? Is it, are you wanting to be embroiled in it? When I go out now, when I go shopping, I've not worn a mask once and I never, ever, 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 ever will. Ever, ever. I will never concede. Ever. Never. They would have to take me and force it. And then I would be punching. It would be messy. And I don't invite crap like that. So that's what I'm saying. I will never. I won't go in then. If they, if they kick me out, then what I do is like, okay. So first of all, where is your person trained on the exemption policies here? Who's the person who knows charter rights here? Who of your organization has the training to talk with me? Find them and bring them to me. That's first step. If you're encountering <laughs> a mask goon, that's your first step. And yeah. you get names. And then you say, if you are going to force me to do something against my will, I need your name and your address because I will be billing you for my time, wasting my time. And so I'm now letting you know I have a fee schedule. And I will also be suing you for damages. So so what can I get your, what's your name again? What's that? Okay. You take names and they will run. They Bullies are scared. Bullies inherently are fearful. Okay. You show strength and not anger. I mean, frick, I've gotten angry. Not at people, but on, you know, I've done my rants. I'm pissed. It's okay to be pissed. It's righteous anger. But I'm saying when you're in those scenarios, you don't. You go heart-centered you go kindness, you go, you're strong, but you're not going to like, let them say, make you do something. And the more of us that do that, they're done. They're finished. It would be over really tomorrow. So what, and what are you masking for? Is it because you don't want to, you want to, don't want to be harassed, right? Because that's really it. You know how nasty is, you know how much energy I have to get muster up just to go get my groceries. I mean, no one should have to go through that. And these people that they're, they think that that's okay. Obviously there's something wrong with their heads that they think that it's okay to bully and harass other people because they don't believe what, what they believe. Right. It's the same thing as all, all the prejudice and all the racism and all it's the same game. I mean, I've been told I have to go to the back doors to get my food and to get, if I eat out like at any restaurant and, and, and I pick up, I have to go back door because I don't wear a mask and I have to go to the back door of the post office. And I'm like, are we soon going to have like separate, you know, drinking fountains for me as well? Or how that, you know, it's like segregation literally all over again and people don't see it, you know? So we have, we're working through something in a psyche, in our, in our mass psyche. And one thing that's been beautiful about this is the opening up of the germ theory lie and exposing all of that. And it's been beautiful. I mean, I've been exposing that for many years. Obviously, once this whole con happened, those videos got a lot more play. Um, but I, 
once I identified that we have cells in our body that are pleomorphic and that bacteria change shape, depending on the, the solution they're put into, they're like, well, so, so they can take something out of your body. And the second they take it out of your body, it's not what it was in your body. And they have never, ever, ever proven with any science that those are the two same things ever right there. The whole thing is garbage. It's all garbage because we know that we can take something and look at it in the living blood. And it looks like one thing we can take that out and we could Bruce Lipton actually did these experiments. He took a pluripotent stem cell and put them in different mediums. And he said, Oh, and that became a nerve cell and that became a muscle cell and that became a brain cell and that became a pancreatic cell because of all the, 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 the solutions they were put into and bacteria are pleomorphic or polymorphic. They'll change shape. And they'll become, have different jobs based on the environment in which they are in. And so the second you take it out of the environment and you put it in a Petri dish and you give it all these different things and antibiotics and all this stuff or whatever you're trying to do, that's not science. That's not fact. That's not anything that really came out of my body even, right? And then they try to, to make illusion by injecting this, this poison soup into another animal usually and try to produce a disease from it. And if they get a subset of symptoms, they'll uh, over again, right? They'll do the, the thing over again. Then they'll say that's the disease it causes. And that's what you had. <laughs> and it is, it's an illusion. It's a magic show. It's not how it works. When we do look at the living blood, what we see is that the, our own cells have a 16 stage pleomorphic cycle called somatids or microzymas. Rife called them proteids, I think. And um, the Beauchamp uh, referred to them differently, like all of the people, like Gaston Nason's, he talked, I think he was uh, somatids. So he was the one who mapped the somatid cycle, the 16 stage somatid. Do you see the CDC, the WHO, all the scientific journals, doctors talking about somatids, talking about your pleomorphic blood? No, no. Why? Because if you figured that out, and we actually did real science. The germ theory is a bunch of garbage. It all has to be redone. All those textbooks are have to be thrown out. That's a huge job. That's a big error, right? Revolutions don't happen like that. They happen slowly. So we're here at the precipice of a scientific revolution, a change in the way that we see our world. That's why it's so violent. That's why the people who are asleep are so aggressive toward us. They don't want the change, that change scares them, right? But we're the willing, we're the ones who are like, I will stand up for my family and for our future. And it will wash out in the end. It always does. Look at the heroes of the history, right? They were always justified and, and, and put into places of prominence later after the job. But during it, they were ridiculed and marginalized and, and treated like absolute garbage, right? For the most part. So we're doing this. It's happening. You can't stop it. Once a scientific revolution, as Thomas Kuhn wrote, takes foot, you cannot stop it. It's a runaway train. So it's a matter of time when finally we'll go, there's too much evidence to the contrary. Germ theory was an illusion from the very beginning. It was a 40-year war and, and it won out because of the drug regime, because of the chemical cartel saying, yeah, we like it because we can sell our drugs. We can have one disease and one drug. We can sell the drug for the disease. We can make a customer for life. We can keep the, the money train going and we can gain power control and footing 
in the hierarchy so that we can decide who lives and who dies. We can shape humanity the way we want it. We can get all the things we want out of this realm, more power to, because they're all power hungry maniacs, right? And, and they're all eugenicists as well. They want to shape humans to what they want. They're megalomaniacs. So that's what they're doing. This is human 2.0, the great reset game based on eugenic ideas. Bill Gates is one of the top eugenicists that's out there right now. He sells his poison shots to kill people. That's what they do. I mean, he's banned out of India because he's murdered so many people with his, with his quackery. He's not a doctor. He's not even a scientist. He's, a, he's not even, I don't even think he's a computer geek. I think he's a chosen one. I don't even think he's that smart. I really don't. I, I, he was selected. He's coming from the family lineages. They're selected to do a role. That's all he is. He's a pawn, just like uh, Zuckerberg's Z Zoigberg there. <laughs> he's chosen as well. I mean, they're all related to each other, right? So the, the pill is, the, the big pill is hard to swallow. It's hard to get down. But once you do, the freedom you feel is worth it because despite the outer uh, feedback, the more you refine your inner reality, the outer will change. I don't really get a lot of some of the dramas and things that people are experiencing in their reality. So I pretty much uh, have a peaceful existence. My business has only been flourishing um, because I'm living in integrity and I'm living in truth and I'm not letting bullies stop me. And I will stand up and, and say in, in law as well, here's the facts. And so if you have something else to present to me, I invite that. But for now, I haven't found anything in the constitutional act that states that you have a right to tell me what I can and cannot do. If you do have a piece of legislation like real law that says you can, please bring it. Oh, and here's my bill. <laughs> okay, remember always, because money talks in this industry. That's the language. So anyway, back to just quickly, I just want to tidy up the germ theory thing, okay? So when your body makes these particles in response to chronic inflammation and tissue damage, it has to remove them, all right? And also when you're growing, when there's a child, and you're going to see this in your own child, you will see there's a, 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 an illness presentation that can happen before a growth spurt because the body has to ready the cells for that spurt. Um, I mean, it's pretty incredible to be a parent and to you go to bed and you wake up in the morning and your kid is like half an inch taller and you're like, <laughs> or their foot now doesn't suddenly fit the shoe. I mean, they will grow overnight like that. That means that you've got rapid cell division going on Resource is, resources are being used rapidly and wastes are being produced as well. So if you can make sure that those wastes are being removed and the nutrition is there for the cell growth, then you will get that layering. Now, if you're feeding the child bad proteins, you will get what's called measles or chickenpox, depending on the protein that they're being fed. So it's actually not contagious. It's actually an expression or an exanthem of, a, of childhood that will only happen if the liver is not able to process those, um, those acidic proteins appropriately. Um, the POC or the, the blister is actually a response to acid. 
So the acidic proteins push out through the skin, burn the skin. And of course, anytime you get a burn, you get a water blister. So the water blister formation is to cool down the heat produced from the acid uh, going into the air and, and causing that chemical reaction. It's all due to poor feeding. It is not contagious whatsoever and has never been proven to be contagious. Actually, if you read the book I mentioned earlier, but what really makes you ill, it breaks down a lot of the lies about contagion. Um, mostly you have poisoning on mass that seems to look like you're catching it because people have staggered results from the same exposures. Um, but a lot of that is just myth and, and um, superstition, superstition. Most of what's happening is superstition and, and just false belief, presumptuous behavior. You assume that say little Johnny went to the chicken pock party that mommies did because that was actually kind of a smart thing to do. If you did believe in contagion, you would want to get exposed because it's really mild. It doesn't do much. Um, but really it's coincidental because they would collaborate the kids around the same age, which would all be kind of going through something like that in a given time anyway. And think about what I talked about with frequency and vibration and thoughts and beliefs and how your beliefs can actually ripple into your body. So if your little Johnny said, honey, you're going to go over to, to Billy's house. He's got chicken pox, be around him. Cause we're hoping you get it too, so that you can have it over with and have immunity for life and all this story that the mom is telling the child. Right. And then he's expecting to have that. So his power of his mind and the frequency of those beliefs are affecting him. We can't discount that. There's not been science saying that that's what happens. They haven't done that to say, well, they never told little Johnny or whatever about it. They, they, they isolated the sores so it looked like he was normal or whatever, and he didn't get it or he did. And whatever. you know what I'm saying? We haven't even done the rigorous science to, to definitively go, yes, this is just a belief system or it's a vibratory interaction, right? Rather than somehow something's floating through the air and it's waiting to go just on the skin. Yes, yes. It's not going to go in and do the, the lungs. No, no. It wants the skin only, you know? And all these other viruses that are all through the air, they're not interested in you right now. Just the one, just that one, you know? It's, if you start to think about it, it, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, how can we prove that three viruses didn't cause it as opposed to one virus, you know? I mean, when there's gazillions of them in the air, apparently, why did that one pick me? <laughs> you know, was I just lucky? No, right? It, it, it is, it's bunk. So if you have things like herpes or, or um, any, you know, where people say, well, what about this cold sore I get or whatever, right? Well, you're going to find breakdown particles in those areas. And that's what they're calling viruses. But that's the effect, not the cause. That's the waste, not the causation. They've mixed that up. Like I said, everything's 180. So they say that's the cause, that's actually the effect, right? You can correct it very easily by doing that. You go, well, what, were the, what was the circumstance that got me into that state where I pr I'm producing this out of my mouth? Usually, if you study German new medicine, a lot of it has to do with um, sexual shame or being shamed around intimacy. So intimacy issues can be part of the expression, can be a toxicity problem where they're putting on all kinds of toxins in their, on, on their lips specifically, could be even related to the gastrointestinal tract and something going on down below and it's expressing and showing through the nerves into the mouth. 
And I've had lots of cases, genital herpes, these sorts of of things. We heal it with DMSO because we help it finish its expression. I correct the mind in its belief system. It's not, it's not a virus and it's, it can heal because they're also told it can't be, it can't ever go away that they'll have it for life. Right. So I, I correct the story, cleanse the body, help the last remaining inflammation and, and cellular damage heal. Can imagine chronic repeated problems where you get scar tissue, right? So you'll see patterns happen in the body because they're weakened areas. Heal it through, never comes back again. Never comes back again, okay? So when you go to the to the quack and they say, oh, yep, sorry about that. It's your genes, you're gonna have it for life. We're just gonna have to, you're gonna have to stay on this drug and sorry about that. That's just the way the cookie crumbles or, oh, you're just getting old. Just getting old, so these things happen, creaky bones and arthritis and diabetes, just par for the course, just here are your drugs. That's a story that they're told and they believe it. And that's part of the unpacking of it from, from healing is just not, nah. I, they'll come and tell their stories to me. I'm like, yeah, no, that's all bullshit. That was, no, that, that's not how it works. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, what? But my doctor, no, 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 your doctor doesn't know anything. Your doctor is indoctrinated into a cult that is, they're taught that that's what's going on. And I feel really bad for them because most of them are stuck in that illusion and they have no clue how the body works. They really don't. That's the irony, the whole thing. If they just focused on liver detox, just liver detox, if all the doctors today said, okay, I'm gonna do this experiment because Amanda said, I'm just gonna do, just focus on studying the biochemistry of the liver and making sure the liver's functioning properly. Most of their patients would heal from whatever it was from whatever was going on. Here's topical magnesium, here's some vitamin C, here's a B multi, here's where you, the foods that you should be eating, here's the foods you should not be eating, here's the water you should be drinking and the water you shouldn't be drinking, which is AKA tap water. And come back to me in a couple months and we'll see where you're at. And most of them would be like, I'm feeling great doc, great job, right? But instead what they do, they say, I don't even know what's going on with you, but this one could be good. This will give me a good kickback. This will give me my trip to Jamaica. Here you go. And they poison them further. Okay. That's what happens. So, so stop complying with tyranny. Stop complying with liars and cult members. Stop poisoning your mind with their shows and their violent movies and their TV reality shows clean it up on all levels. Read the ingredients on the thing. Why do you think I make all the stuff I make? I, you know what, today I made sunscreen, zinc sulfur boo-boo paste, it's like for wounds. And I made calendula wound care salve, all today, okay? Why do I go through that trouble to make something? Because I could not, I still to this day, cannot find products that are clean. And I mean, squeaky clean, organic inputs, herbal remedies infused, right? All the sources are appropriate and done understanding how the body works. I don't find that. Most of the stuff's full of like questionable petroleum uh, products, right? So I, I just kept making them and making them and making them. And I have a chemistry background. So at least I, I understood how the things are supposed to go together as like an alchemist. But I'm passionate about people not poisoning themselves on every angle from their, how they wash their hair to what they put on their skin, which will go in the body, a lot of it. Right. And then I found out about DMSO, you know, a few years ago, I knew about it, but I wasn't, 
uh, interested in it until I did a deep dive on it. And I was like, oh boy, wow. I mean, I know there's remedies we're missing here, but whoa, there's a big, there's a big knowledge gap of DMSO that is glaring. And I just filled the void and I wrote the book. And it's like a handy guide, basically just to help people understand some simple stuff. Here's some recipes that you can make. Here's the do's and don'ts of DMSO so you feel confident. And now start to do stuff at home. We need our folk remedies back. We need our, our, our every, every area in your village or town or city should have a, a bunch of healers who know what they're doing that you can go to. But where are they? They're eradicated by the medical cult. Because me coming on talking about the, how the body works, that we have pleomorphic cells, that no vaccine has ever saved a life ever in the history of time, that it's all garbage, that the science is wrong on contagion, that the science is wrong about viruses, right? They don't want that because their house of cards falls down. So we have to protect the knowledge. We have to save the knowledge now because they're doing cancel culture. So they're erasing as much as they can, as fast as they can. Look at the new Facebook policies, holy moly. That's why you're gonna have to take this off Facebook right away. I mean, you can run it, but you'll have to, <laughs> because if you, if you read those, it's like, you can't, you're not allowed to warn people about an, a, an experimental shot that is killing people. If you look at the VAERS reporting, they are dying from it. They're perfectly healthy people going in as a, as a mind control victim, now becoming a physical victim from the poison. They're going through all kinds of terrible experiences. And it's now we're not allowed to warn you. We're not allowed to actually say, hey, under the Nuremberg Code, by the way, <laughs> this is an experiment. The Pfizer vaccine, I think, runs to what, 2022 and the other Moderna's to 2023. They, they're still in experiment currently. So you are actually being experimented on. You're the human trials. And under the Nuremberg Code, you have to be given full disclosure of the risks. So Facebook and all these people who are not allowing us to, uh, to tell you, they are now criminally negligent and under the Nuremberg Code can be tried for crimes against humanity. So all the, anybody who is working under Facebook, like under, under Zoeberg there, they're all also liable. So think about that face farce. Think about what you're doing when you erase people trying to warn others. You are now liable in a criminal in a criminal manner because you are not allowing full disclosure on an experiment on the population. So it'll all wash out. I mean, we did have the trials eventually after World War II, World War II. We had Project Paperclip, unfortunately, which took a lot of them over to America and continued what they were doing. Nothing's really changed right? They just continued it in a more covert way. This is World War III. It's just not fought with guns. It's fought with your mind. It's a mind control war. But somehow people didn't read 1984, I guess. I don't know. I read it. Didn't you read it? I mean, it's pretty much right there in black and white. <laughs> what they're doing, they, they gave us disclosure. They told us what they're going to do to us. So you're cool with that. You're cool with no more freedom. You're not allowed to have children. You'll probably be sterile because the shot is sterilizing women. 
we have an MD, a story, actually more than one, but one particular story of a woman who's, who's pregnant. She's, she's an MD. She's so excited to get the shot. Oh my God. Cause that's the intelligence level. And she goes and gets it. And two weeks later, less than two weeks, I think it was her baby is dead, hmm. but it couldn't have been that it just must've been her genetics, I guess, you know, that's, that's how deep the brainwashing goes. There was a study done where they hypnotized a woman and what they encoded in her and made her forget, of course, is that if somebody asked her a specific question, she would take her shoe off in the interview and put it on the table. Okay. So that's what they programmed her under hypnosis to do. So in the interview, she goes and she is triggered and she takes off her shoe and puts it on the table. And of course she realizes she's done it. And so there's a vase with flowers as well on the table. And so she takes the flowers out of the vase and puts them in her shoe. And the interviewer goes, why did you do that? Why did you take your shoe off? And what did you go through this? And she says, well, I was just curious because I have a vase at home that looks like kind of like my shoe color. And I wanted to see what those flowers looked like in the vase, in my shoe. That's how she negotiated in her mind logically in some quasi way of why she was doing what she was doing. And what it showed us is that people will try to make the story fit as best as they can for the absurdity that they do. And so the same thing with these doctors, they, they have to twist the story and try to sh shoehorn it into the lie to make it make any sense. So that's why you get, um, you go to doctors and they'll say, they'll say, oh, wow, your, your tumor's gone. What the heck did, what, what happened? Like, oh, well, I did Gerson therapy and I did coffee enemas and I, I cleaned up my, my body and stopped poisoning myself. And I loved myself and I did meditation and I did, you know, sound therapy and I healed it. And, and they're, they're like, oh, well, well, I can't know that. I'm not allowed to, I, so whatever, whatever. I'm glad you did that, but bye. Or, or they'll come and they'll say, I don't really want your drug or I don't really want your shot. And they'll get violently angry at that person, right? Because they're not complying with them because they're unraveling inside of themselves and they can't have that. They need to try to control their belief system somehow. So they have to either make you the enemy to push you away. Like we're seeing with the masked banditos right now, right? They can't have you there because you don't fit in their illusion bubble, right? You pop that illusion. They can't have, they got to put the shoe on the table and try to make something work for them because they are so afraid of being wrong. They are so afraid of making all those back corrections. They have no, not been taught how to apologize for mistakes or go through a process of restitution. They just don't seem to have that skill set. I teach that to my daughter. You make a mistake, you say, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I will hear the words, I'm sorry. You can make all the excuses all you want. I'm waiting for the words, I'm sorry. And that you accept that, that you accept that it's okay to make a mistake. I am still here. I am still gonna love you. I'm still gonna hug you and feed you and clothe you and house you, all right? You, you are protected even when you're wrong, as long as you own it, right? But if you don't own it, then there's other repercussions that go. So this is what, we're seeing, we're seeing generations where there's no, there's none of that. They, they haven't learned that, right? And also these are type, subtypes of personalities that are selected through schooling systems that obey, right, as well. So that's a whole other story, right? That they, they, 
they're the, I call them the hyper intellectual idiots. So they can bubble in all the questions correctly. They can jump through the hoops. They're quick enough to manipulate their scenarios to get into hierarchies. They will slash, burn, and destroy anyone in their way. They're ruthless. This is the type of people that get into med school, generally speaking. They, have, they don't have deep emotions. They don't really care. That's bred out of them. They, don't, the, they can't feel love, a lot of them. They can't feel deep love, deep, sweet. You know what I'm saying? They can't get that to that place. They're automatons in a lot of ways. Because it's bred, it's selected for in the schooling system. If you start feeling like that, you're in big trouble. I mean, can you imagine you see all these patients in and out, in and out, and you have them all suffering, so constant suffering. They tell you that you can't let that affect you or it will destroy your career. So they tell you, you can't feel for your client, your patient, or it'll destroy you. So you must cut that off. You must be cold to them, which is just... <laughs> ridiculous, okay? You can still have compassion for them and not get sucked into their story or their drama, right? I see it all the time. I get the most horrific stories that people tell me. And due to the me taking the Hippocratic Oath, I can't share that. So it is a burden, it is burdensome to carry these people's stories. But I'm strong enough. I believe that I have enough power and energy always to be able to do that. And I unburden to God, I unburden to nature. I give it away, right? I don't have to leak that out. I don't have to, you know, that's the responsible adult thing. So this is the work ahead. The work ahead is breaking away, not complying with that system, going into private societies. We're not, the system is broken. I don't care who you think you're going to try to elect. Trudeau, these people are selected. These, these they come from a lineage. They're all blood related, they all probably drink blood of something too, which they do creepy, creepy thing. They're creepy people, if they're people. I want nothing to do with them. They're not of my tribe. So it's over. That system is over and they even know it. That's why they're doing the Great Reset. They know that's done. There's no one you can elect. There's no one, there's no one president that's gonna do it for you, okay? Unless you go to what, um, some African countries where they're like, yeah, this is all bull crap. Let's just dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good president. Okay. <laughs> but it's that system is is collapsing and we're witnessing it. It's all I remember being in university in uh, sorry. No, I was done university. I was working as an animal. I was working in the labs where they do tests and experiments on animals because I was going to be a vet and I felt I felt First of all, you have to get all this experience in animals. All I wanted everything because if I was going to get into vet school, I had to show all these volunteer hours and work experience and stuff around animals. So I worked for KLAS, which is in the University of Alberta, which is that is demonic. That murdering of animals, oh my god, it's horrific. And I saw right there the science, the way they're doing science is garbage, absolute just bunk, firsthand. Um, and I was in a biocontainment lab. I had to suit up and do the whole thing because they were working with viruses. So I, I, now I realize I didn't ever have to do that <laughs> at all. It was all a waste of time. Anyway, so I remember uh, they had a really cool organic store that's gone now. And I would go and get lunch. And I was sitting, I would the, I'd go to the university library and pick out some cool books. And I was reading a book, which was actually a thesis paper on epochs and how they, they pattern. They rise a certain way, they kind of level off and then they have a sharp decline down. And it's 
it stayed with me because I was reading Roman Empire, Greek Empire. I was reading through all of these different empires and how what happened. And always at the end, the demoralization factor came in and the corruption factor came in and the loss of freedom factor came in. And that was always at the peak right before it dropped suddenly. And because I started seeing that <laughs> like 10 years ago happening, that's when I got out of the cities and started learning to grow my own food and starting to get independent and starting to figure out the medicine properly and what works and what doesn't and et cetera, et cetera, so that I could be ready for now. And those of us who already were intuitive enough have been like that, already had been coming and preparing and starting to prep and like starting to figure out what was happening to some degree, right? Because we're getting, we're, we're the breakaway society. And, and it, it will happen like that, absolutely. And they cannot actually touch us unless we give them our free will. That's why we will be protected. If we are vibrationally strong and we are of the right heart and centeredness, they can't do anything. They'll just go and self-destruct basically. Can you imagine microchipping humans and putting robot bits in them and stuff and like nano bits and you think that's sustainable? Really? Mm. All of my understanding of nature and how it works, its regenerative properties, its abilities, wipes out anomalies like that in a flash flood or a mud flood or a whatever. It will take care of business and we just get out of the way. We live right with nature and right with God and right with each other and still keep passing our tests as they present them one by one and onto a new level us and that's that's how i really have come to see it it doesn't mean it's easy guys it doesn't are you you know how freaking tired i am right now i am tired <laughs> i'm functioning on god only i think at this point because definitely not food because i didn't have a chance to really eat much today so i guess it's a water fasting day uh <laughs> elected um right but i don't care I don't care. I will do it. I will do it. If this is the challenge, if this is boss level, then I'm not sitting on the couch eating bonbons, am I? It's not eating bonbon time. Eating bonbon and partying and celebrating will be for later. For now, we're in war mode. Okay. This is war. So man up, arm up, figure it out, get yourself right. And you better be getting food figured out because you know, they already, the committee, the political committee leaked what they're doing, at least in Canada, which I'm pretty sure it's most of the, the G7 countries that have agreed to this. Uh, they have their protocol, right? So first lockdown has its strategy, second lockdown, third lockdown. So they already have it already mapped out. Well, guess what's coming in the end of Q quarter two? The planned food supply shortages. They're planned. So that means they are planning to withhold your resources even more than they already have done. Not out of fear, but out of wisdom and prep, just get yourself some food ahead of time. So you're not in a crisis. So you can protect your loved ones and your families and even the idiots, the idiots who won't listen to you, won't listen to your body of work, who won't, who won't 
figure it out on their own, who are still watching CNN and think that that's true, <laughs> poor things, um, they will be hungry, won't they? So they'll either be in bread lines, okay, and handouts from Big Daddy and Big Mummy, or they'll be food secure because they listened to you and they went and got some food stocks and, you know, also buy some Bitcoin and a little bit on there. But yeah, you know what I mean? So, right. It's all, they told you because they have to, their spiritual law, they have to tell you. So if you have eyes to see, you can see what they're doing ahead of time so that you can prepare because they're not allowed to just come in, rip off the bandaid. They can't do that. It's too much of a repercussion on them. So that's what I'm saying. It actually is an even playing field if you can clear yourself enough. You know what? If I even eat white sugar, like I mean, like a bonbon, if I eat one, I'm inflamed for days. My body rejects that so hard, so fast, so violently. It makes me never want to eat it again because my system is designed to protect me from being poisoned. My system and my, my whole soul force is designed to protect me from being hurt right? So that means from lies, from manipulation, from bad food, all of those things. So when the, when it's so violent like that, it's trying to actually protect you because we need our, our frequency to be quite specific now for at least the leadership that I feel is around me, that we're blazing trails to prep for this stuff. We need to be right with ourselves. We can't, we can't falter. And our, my body will slap me so hard, I'll get instant karma and, and it's clear and then I'm back on track. So I don't even want to anymore. Why would I want to? So when you get right with yourself, your body is self-correcting and it will tell you when you've made an error. But when you're dull and you're sick, you just keep eating the Doritos. You don't even know. You don't even realize that you're chronically inflamed and, and, and have all this feces inside of you and are full of parasites and stuff. You don't even notice really, because you're dull, you've dulled down all your sensory responses. When you get clean, you get in tune. And you know, the second, actually, the second it touches your tongue, it should tell your limbic system, it should go all the way through and tell you no, it should say no, you should sneeze or you should your throat, something will tell you that's wrong. That's the clarity that we're getting to. I'm actually excited. I'm like, I have to look forward to that because also as co-creator and manifester and getting good, better with that, right. Getting into responsibility where we can manifest, I have to be focused on the outcome. Right. And so I get excited for the outcome because when you want to manifest, you have to put in emotional energy behind it. You can't, you have to speak to it and you have to put in emotional energy to it as well as doing the visualization and the prayer work. That's how you manifest stuff. Right. And as we get responsible, we get more keys to the kingdom, right? But if you're not, if you're just sitting on your bum and you're not doing the work, you don't get the responsibility. Because, I mean, can you imagine if you were a really potent manifester, but you were like somehow irresponsible? What would you make? You'd make some kind of chaos, right? You make something terrible. There's protection there. So start to switch your mind, not into hopium. I don't do hopium but into optimism. <laughs> it's a difference <laughs> when it's just hope. I didn't Obama try to sell hope. Wasn't that the, I was, I was thinking Pretty that. sure that was his tagline. Yeah. Wasn't his tagline? <laughs> I think I so. I was like, there's something they were doing there with the, the hope, be, feeding the illusion of hope, being on hope, hope, hope. Hope makes you wait. There's no action in it, right? 
So everyone's like with Q, the whole Q scandal, right? Like hope, just wait. Oh, Trump's going to save us or someone's going to save us or Jesus is going to come back and save us or someone's going to save us. Somebody's coming and someone's going to save us. And this just doesn't, uh, doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. You get up and you save yourself. That's how it works. Every time. <laughs> you didn't elect to come back to the probably the hardest realm that's ever existed, you know, to, to just sit and, and, and hope someone else is going to do the work for you. Sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of that news, but it is actually good news in the end. And I'm, I, I think if we continue to do this work, we will see massive gains because it's changed. Something's changed and I'm getting signals of assistance or synergy or something. I don't know what it is. Just my dreams have been very specific. So and I pay attention to those things as well. And also if you're clogged, you don't really dream that well, or you don't get clarity through your dream state as well. I mean, there are so many beautiful things that we're gonna learn and so many things from, from that's been suppressed in history that's gonna come again to us. And DMSO is one of them that I was at least happy to be able to present that has so much research done on it, it's ridiculous. And it's such an elegant thing to work with for pain and inflammation and, and healing. I mean, it, it, it's a rapid healer. If you have something on your skin and you put it on, the next day it's probably healed or two days it's healed. That's how fast it can heal the skin or heal when you do it internal with proper protocols. So I'm very passionate about that. I do have a website for my book. It does have a little bit of info about what's in the book on that site. It's called healingwithdmso.com. And then I have my yummy dot doctor. So doctor is the domain. And I have my videos there. And if you sign up there, I'm going to have um, some my own private like forum set up eventually. So we can all talk together because look what they're doing. I mean, they're going to kick us off every social. I don't even know if I trust Telegram, honestly, anymore. Um, yeah, uh, what, it's like the last know? one that we have. And uh, I saw him with the World Economic Forum. So maybe it's just like you go there. He's like listed on there. So we have to go yeah. on our own platforms for sure. Yeah. So I've been working on that and also getting the servers. So I'm working away from some of the like GoDaddy and stuff, which they're, you know, they're going to be corrupted. They're all going to be pressured to come into the cult. So there'll be ones that are like, no, or definitely not. We're for the free people. And the other ones that will be on the dark side and that'll be the division. So um, for now, I know there's a couple offshore ones that we can do, but we'll have our own servers too. Well, really we'll, we'll have our own stuff. That's what's developing, right? I thought, I think there's also some people creating free internet as well right now. Um, I think that's that, yeah, I think there's going to be solutions. It's, 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 it's nuts, but I, you know, it's, I love your, your ideas because they're balanced. You're, you're taking it head on and not sugarcoating it. And then also working towards the solutions. And I think that's what we need to do. It's just like, okay, look, this mm -hmm. is a thing that's happening. Let's build a solution that won't be as bad of a problem, but if we ignore it, right? Just like the symptoms of the disease or whatever. It's like, oh, like, you know, if you put your hand on the stove, it hurts for a reason. So you move it. If you keep it there for any period of time, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And so, um, and you also talked about, um, you know, uh, natural law a bit. And one of the things in the Bible says you can't serve two masters. And one of them is the government mm. and that's dad, you know what I mean? Or mm. the parents. And one of them is God and that's, you know, freedom. And, and so if you're going to go to, 
uh, unfortunately, dad is very corrupt right now. You know what I mean? And he's going to enslave you in a very satanic. And he's an alcoholic system. and a cocaine yeah. addict as and well. An abusive I think. Yeah. system. So you can opt out of that. And, and I like the, uh, the uh, bridge back to power. So this, you know, all of this has been amazing. We'll have to get you back on the show because we didn't even dive into so many other things, but so much. <laughs> so they, where should people find you? Where's the best way to stay in touch and, and communicate and, and get to learn more? Yeah, for now, I mean, the Telegram channel I'm really happy about so far. I, I post all kinds of stuff and I don't see a problem yet. So we're still there. Um, I have Healthy Dose of Truth is one of my main channels. So basically you have a, a channel and then you have a group and the channel, when I post in the channel, it'll automatically post the group and have a comment section. And then there's an interactive component to the group. Um, so it's under my name, Amanda Vollmer. And then Yum Naturals uh, Emporium is my store. So any of those search terms should be able to find me. Um, I'm on yumnaturals.store. That's my website for the products that I, I make uh, and other uh, professional uh, supplements and so forth that I like that I've used over the last, you know, 10, 12 years or so. And, um, and then, yeah, the yummy.doctor, I would say that one to make an account there would be probably the best way, because if I get cut off immediately from all those, uh, like I'm still on Insta for now, I, I don't know. I think Facebook might be done for me because I've had two 30 day bans back to back. So one more, I think they do three, if they do three 30 day bans, then you're done. You're so. eventually gone. So yeah, it yeah. was like YouTube, same thing with YouTube. They were like yep. strike. And then they just found old stuff, gave me another strike, found yep. old stuff, gave me another strike. And, and that was that, but that was, that was a big hit because I mean, a lot of my business was coming through my teachings and, and then people wanted to learn what I was doing and you know that, but I will be teaching courses. I will be doing courses and I also will be putting together protocols that will be available on the yummy.doctor site because I can't help everybody. Like I'm booked up, I think till the end of the year already. Right. So I'm only one, one, one woman. Okay. <laughs> so I need to, and that's why I want to do the schooling and I want to have apprentices and I want to teach other people how to do it because we need this knowledge to maintain itself. And I don't know as many, I thought there, I really thought there were more healers. Maybe they're all hidden in, in caves and shit. I don't know, but I only know like <laughs> Barbara O'Neill, <laughs> um, you know, Dr. Bergman. I mean, there's some real healers out there, um, but yeah, it's like, whoa, it's pretty sparse. So we're going to have to do some training, like pretty tooth sweet here. So I got a lot of um, irons in the fire, as they say. And uh, so that's the best way to keep in touch. And um, yeah, thank you for this. I know we went over, but it always happens this way because there's just so much, right? To, I think we could have gone. Yeah, I think we could have got another six hours because there's so many questions I want to ask. But, you know, everything you covered, I think, was was important. And, you, you know, you hit all the categories I would have talked about. So yeah. I'm just grateful for you and your work. And I definitely invite people to go to your website. You got to get on the email list. Telegram's great. Follow you on Telegram. I'm over there, too, because it's like the last safe haven. Facebook and Instagram, they're predators. So is Twitter. We have to stop giving our energy to those things um, and yeah. support the people putting in the good work. So I just appreciate everything you're doing and coming on and, and, and all the work in the world. So I, I look forward to building the solution with you and, and all the other people who, you know, want freedom and don't want to become a AI robot. So, <laughs> you know, so. here's to being human flesh and blood yeah. <laughs> We're yes. on the earth and on it's the still, land. It's old school now, you know, old school. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you so uh, much for your time. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. See you guys. 
Bye, guys. Peace.